Uh, we've got Adrian with us, and uh, um, Paula and Sharon, my sister. My sister Sharon's been nearly three years up. Um, and just in the youth itself. My name's Adrian, I'm an alcoholic. Uh, three years sober, member of uh, Centre for Serenity Thursday. Thank you, Adrian. And my name's Paula, I'm an alcoholic. Um, sobriety date, the 28th of July, 2018. Uh, my home group is Henley Beach, 12 Promises, and Sunday Night Exeter. Thank you, Paula. My name's Sharon, I'm an alcoholic. I've got nearly three years up in sobriety. And my home group is Paul Atherate. Thank you, Sharon. Uh, Adrian will read out the uh, uh, how it works, preliminary uh, little bit of uh, chapter, which we do at an all meeting of AA. Thanks, Adrian. Thanks, Adrian. Okay, unfortunately, uh, chapter five, how it works. Really, we've seen a person fail, they were sorry, signed out. So, this is your recovery. People who cannot hold on, read against themselves to be stupid program. You don't matter what, they were constitutionally incapable. Of being honest with themselves, there are such unfortunates. They are not at fault. They seem to have been born that way. They are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. The answers are both than average. There are those too who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders, but many of them do recover if they have the capacity to be honest. Our story is disclosed in a general way: what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. If you've decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any lengths to get it. And you were ready to take certain steps. And some of these we balked. We thought we could find it easier to solve the way, but we could not. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be furious and thorough from the very start. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas, and the result is nil until we let go, absolutely. Remember that we deal with alcohol, cunning, baffling, powerful. Without help, it is too much for us. But there is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. Ah, me, the devil is nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked to seek protection and care with complete abandon. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we will house over alcohol that our life had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives out of the care of God as understood. Could you say the rest of them, please? It's a shared power. Four, made a search in fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, we God to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, we made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to the law. Nine, we made the right amends to such people wherever possible, except for to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take a personal inventory, and where we were wrong, conclude. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Many of us exclaimed, What an order! I can't go through with it. Do not be discouraged. No one among us has been able to maintain anything like perfect adherence to these principles. We are not saints. The point is that we are willing to grow along spiritual lines. The principles we set down are guides to progress. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. Our description of the alcoholic, the chapter to the agnostic, and our personal adventures before and after make clear three pertinent ideas. A. That we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. B. That probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. C. That a god could, and would, if it were sought. Well, thank you, Adrian. That was well done. That was a symbol. 
or uh, I met him an alcoholic. So in the name of the grace of God and leading such as this small one here tonight, and uh, hello out there to our listeners, and uh, we hope that you get something out of this the way that we are here tonight. But uh, um, I, um, there were four alcoholics in my immediate family. Uh, two of us are sitting here tonight. Uh, my father was 12 months over when he died of booze-related cancer. He was 51, and, uh, and my brother, 22-year-old brother, had a bad booze accident that killed him when he was 22. But, um, our mother was, uh, excuse me, our mother was a very devout Catholic. Uh, she had a, excuse me, she had a true practical spirituality. She lived uh, totally for the family, and... Uh, the, her, one, uh, she liked a small sherry once in a blue moon, and uh, she liked to have a, a straight cigarette now and again, and that was her only vice. Um, I had polio or infantile paralysis as a baby. I spent uh, nine months intern in the uh, children's hospital. I, I Mercifully, I don't remember the treatment. The treatment was a bit severe, but I've been to... Um, uh, I can't remember when I was about five, and uh, I was in the children's hospital waiting for the kangaroo ambulance to take me home from treatment, and um, they forgot me, and uh, uh, the lights went out, and I started crying like a baby, and I never thought so desolate in all my life, and I thought to myself, well, how am I ever going to make it in life? And that about summed up the way I felt until I, until I joined Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, I had um, 15 years of crackout drinking from about the age of eight or nine. Uh, I uh, became unemployable in the finish. I lost every job that I had as a direct result of my drinking and alcoholism. Even if it was only due to embarrassment, it forced me to move on. Uh, I was in a few places as a result of my drinking, and uh, I was a middle-class deadbeat in the finish. I... Um, Somehow or other, I got a very good job towards the end of my drinking. How I managed that, I just don't know, because uh, I'd run out of excuses with what I was in and out of labouring jobs. I spent nine years in a college. Uh, up until the second year, second year of schooling, I did very well. But when the booze took over, I never passed the next three years. They just put me up or made me repeat. But... Uh, all I can get was labouring work. Anyway, um, I, um, I, I came around in September. Oh, hold on. In 1968, I put myself into a place, as I know today, because of my alcoholism and my drinking. I knew that my drinking was a problem to me, and I knew that my life was spiralling out of control a bit, and I wanted to be successful like the other lads. They were going to be doctors and lawyers and social workers and priests and all this. I wanted to be amongst them. But anyway, this Catholic Church priest, Father Malachi Kirk, an Irish Catholic priest from Dublin in Ireland, uh, convinced me to to the 12th step of AA. And I, I had no uh, understanding of alcoholism or AA, and I didn't want anything to do with it. But I said to myself, well, I am desperate. 
I will practice as close steps to the best of my ability in this week that you've given me. And it's been uh, all day and all night on me with the 12 steps. And I come out of there in really good shape, physically, mentally, spiritually. And I lasted 10 months until I picked up a drink over a resentment and I got drunk very quickly. And uh, I had a fatal flaw about that. Uh, doing the 12 steps. I was doing the 12 steps as I know today, in my case, to prove to myself that I could be disciplined enough to, at the end of the 12 months, to be a social, normal drinker. And uh, of course, it wasn't to be because uh, I knew in my heart of hearts that there had been something wrong with my drinking all the way through. Now, the word alcoholic used to bother me. Even when I come into AA, but I, I came, I got out of another place and uh, having a good time, Sharon. Oh, that's right. Thank you. Sorry about that. Um, and I walked back into a meeting and uh, basically because I had nowhere else to go in a way. And um, I, uh, 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 I certainly didn't have intentions to be almost 49 years sober when I walked into that meeting. Uh, it did occur to me as the meeting went on that um, if the power of that meeting had an effect on me, that maybe I could go eight or nine days without drinking and mellow the trouble that I was in at the time. And with that, a little bit more, a little bit more time went on in the meeting. And uh, I thought to myself, Something came over me, and I opened up to the meeting, to the power of that meeting. I opened myself up to it, and uh, I was still uh, very shaky. I was only two or three days off the booze, and uh, and uh, I um, I said to myself, or something said to me within myself, you either grab this and make a decision for all your work here and now, or you may never do it again. And I simply did that. Warts and all, I just made a decision that I'd give AA and drink and go one day at a time. And um, the next day I woke up, I slept well, and uh, um, I said to myself, well, what will I do with this day? Uh, I was a drinker that uh, I would take something prescribed in the morning, something prescribed at smoking, something prescribed at lunchtime, drunk at lunchtime, and two hours later I'd be in withdrawal, drunk on the job every day, and then drunk after work in one of my favourite pubs. And um, I... Uh, uh, now I'm getting a bit stuck. Hold on, uh, I'll be alright in a minute. Uh, I believe in the power of the spiritual. Uh, because uh, I hated myself. I loathed myself. As Edward Arthur says, he ruined the day that he'd been born. I remember I applied for a job on a council as a truck driver working the drag shift. Uh, in some manner, uh, must have been cleaning the gutters on one of those 
come back to the top of the machines or something. And he said, no, why would I like young bloke like you be wanting to do a job like this? And I said, because I hate people. And uh, and really, I hate them myself. But uh, um, that about summed it up. But I, um, I was, I'm only talking about myself, and I was very selfish orientated. I was very immature. Uh, some little thing upset me, and I go straight to the bottle, straight to the pub. If I couldn't get to the pub in a hurry, and I thought, well, I'll hang on and tell the business for one, two, three, four hours or whatever it is, so I can get to the pub. And, um, but, um, they say the repetition makes the master. And, uh, I have had a couple of periods away from my own, maybe a year, a year or two, a couple of years or something, due to significant illness. But, um, but uh, my third, first 13 years of sobriety, I guess five to seven meters a week in general, uh, because I didn't trust myself and because I wanted to be better. And unfortunately, I didn't spend quite as much time on my message as what I should have. And I wasn't able to spend time on my professional studying that I had worked myself towards early in sobriety, which I abandoned. And when I did that, uh, things weren't uh, as good at home, so to speak. But when I got to be five months sober, I... Uh, I um, I thought straight reality set in. I thought straight say, hey, my best comedy. Things are tough, and, uh, and reality is hard. I wanted to run back to uh, the alcoholic ward of Hillcrest Hospital, where I spent 10 weeks or something prior. And I was like that for the first two years of my sobriety. When I was nine months sober, I stopped just thinking of am I an alky? Uh, what does the word alky mean? Uh, uh, did I go too far? Did I not go far enough? I stopped that type of thing. And when I was about, when I was 12 months sober, I felt a bit, uh, I was still a bit not very ratting. I'm only talking about myself, still very ratting. And I thought, well, I'm 12 months sober and uh, I'm still feeling ratty. And uh, the older members tell me that it'll get better. And they told me, so long as I searched for in AA, what I searched for in booze, I would find it. And I can honestly say today, and that is something that has been achieved in my life. Now, when I walked into that meeting on the 29th of June, 1974, uh, uh, I, a little bit of inspiration came into me. And you saw the power, collective power of that small meeting. It was only a small meeting as big as this one. Here tonight. And uh, 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. And 
can't believe it. I believe that I pay I can do all things in this, but he expects me to do what I can do for myself. He expects me to cooperate along the unique lines of Alcoholics Anonymous, which is uniquely geared for me as an alcoholic. Now, don't worry about that word alcoholic today because uh, I just honestly look back at my experiences with alcohol, like from a little toddler, more or less, or, um, uh, or culture of experiences and things like that when I was young. And I can see that I was powerless over alcohol even then. And, uh, uh, it's, um, well, uh, when I, um, I had a major nervous breakdown when I was seven years sober, when I got, just before my seventh year, uh, year of sobriety, I got very excited that, that I was going to be an old member in, in italics. And, uh, uh, and my life just collapsed uh, with a physical illness, physical origin illness. And, uh, which affected me mentally, and I had to go on medication for it, and uh, that hurt my ego a lot. But uh, the serenity prayer comes in that still does to some extent, because it's a permanent condition, but uh, what was I saying? Uh, um, the serenity prayer comes into these things, it says, we, we have to accept the things that we cannot change about ourselves physically. I've got grey hair, I've got hardly any teeth, I've got a bulging stomach, and everything. I'm now over three score and ten, and uh, no longer I can't move mountains as much as I used to, and things like that. But then it goes on to say, have the courage to change the things that I can. Most of the things that I can change are within myself. Uh, and to work on myself with that little Justin and I card. The way I got sober and the way I got well originally was to live in the day as much as possible. And it was very hard for me to do. Very hard to train my inner. My mind along those lines, and uh, I can remember I've got a job driving trucks, delivery trucks, and uh, probably a little storm and labor. But I used to see the truck drivers coming in with their deliveries, and I thought, well, wouldn't it be great if one day I could uh, have that easy job that they've got? The best job in my world. It was impossible for me because I was drinking, but. Um, when I got sober, I uh, took up driving, and uh, it was pretty uh, pretty nerve wracking for the first uh, nine, twelve, eighteen months. But I got through it. But I enjoyed it driving around and uh, being my own boss in a way, and things like that. And it suited my uh, fear of people, fear of life. Fear of myself, and I used to be out in the truck, and I'd say, uh, uh, I'd think about the meeting from the night before, my just for the day card, what I had to do, and I think you know, I'd have resentment. I think I'd say to myself, that one was having a shot at me, 
And this one was having a shot of my, and uh, I said, and so uh, I'm going to drink over this, unless I do something about it. And I would say a little prayer with a serenity prayer and hand over the high power. And each morning, as John Doe, Father John Doe, Catholic Church priest, the first priest, that Eddie assures me to join AA in America and one of the longest sober members, um, he used to say that nobody ever picked up a drink on any one given day who sincerely and honestly asked his high power in the morning to pick up a drink for that day. As I right after says, this program is not it, but so maybe it's guaranteed to work. It's guaranteed to work if I work. Now, I can, I can see things in the future possibly that will be challenging to me and uh, as, we, as we all can see for ourselves, but that won't be a problem. So I was we on what we're doing right here right now and not picking up the first drink associating with our fellowship and uh, um, trying to work the 12 steps and our lives and the 12 traditions to some extent too. Am I going to share with you? Okay, all right, thank you. But uh, I believe in the power of prayer like getting Max says. Um, I, uh, uh, I, just, I just make short little prayers uh, during the day, and that's uh, what the Catholic Church priest, Father Malachi Church, who I mentioned earlier, used to say to me, just say little prayers during the day to make contact. And I have this beautiful feeling within myself today, well, it's not just a feeling, it's, a, it's, a, uh, uh, it's an attitude, it's an experience of fact that, um, uh, that, um, I can yeah. I can be at peace with myself basically. Now that's not to say that uh, I mean if Adrian if the next to me the table here was some uh, suddenly I found a sick pen on my leg, I would get upset and angry and curse him and wanna fight with him. But um but my serenity underneath that wouldn't be disturbed because serenity is uh, so it is something that's uh, not superficial. And um, as I go along with my daily march of being sober like today, I, uh, if I, uh, I can restart my original sponsor desire, this photo, 20 minutes thinking, this photo I've got up just behind me is my original sponsor. Um, John R. makes mention of him when we went down to Mansfield Park and the media was just starting up, I think, with John Lee, me and Des. And, uh, oh, now I forgot what I was going to say, but Des, uh, uh, it doesn't matter. But, uh, uh, yes, life is pretty good to move into race cyber. Uh, me and Dan from Henley Beach, Twelve Promises Group, went into the cool room, Christian bookshop, just for the sake of having a copy and uh, uh, for a safe environment and just for something to do. And Dan, uh, Dan sorry, 
saw a beautiful coffee cup, and on there it had, if God brings you to it, he will bring you through it. And I thought, beauty, I thought, yeah, I must remember that. Yeah, God brought me to AA and got me sober in spite of myself. And whatever challenges I have in sobriety, he will bring me through them. Just to this day, no, no matter what happens, so long as I don't pick up a drink, that too shall pass. 